Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, say Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy debate eve to you. Coming up, coming up in about two hours from now. It is currently quarter of seven Eastern Standard Time here in my home city of Atlanta. We are awaiting the teleprompters, earpieces, uh, given questions and answers. <laughs> Chris Wallace and Clan. Oh my gosh. The first debate. The first debate is set for this evening. I'm not really sure what constitutes a debate, but I don't think this is going to be it. That's just my humble opinion. Okay. I, with all of that going on, you know, my show is about life, love, and liberty. The three L's, all right? Life, love, and liberty. Very important. Life, the author of life, is love, who is also the author of liberty, right? The only reason he sent his son down here to this wretched place is because of his love for the world. Not perfect people, but God so loved the who and the what? The world that he sent his only begotten son to come down here and save our butts. This is not going to be a Bible study, but this is going to tie into what I want to talk about with regard to our new Supreme Court nominee, and uh, and 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 what the left is uh, molesting your airwaves with on the reg on the regular. Amy Coney Barrett adopted children. Two of them came from Haiti. She has been in numerous interviews. Uh, explaining the situation of how her last child came to be from Haiti. She just discovered that she was pregnant with her last child. And um, I believe the last child that she actually carried, when she got in the phone call, there was an earthquake. You know, we need help. And um, she said she prayed about it and went on with it. Legitimacy is a big deal. You have people saying they're not going to meet with her to vet her because she is illegitimate. This has been a running theme through the left's veins, who I believe are demonically inspired. I believe they breathe the enemy 
of the author of life. I believe they are the vehicle by which Satan proliferates his agenda here in the earth. And if you happen to be on the left and what I just said bothers you, good. It should. And and what I want you to hear is this. Those of us on the right are not exempt from becoming vehicles of Satan, conduits of evil. We're just not. It runs across both party lines. You know why? Because we're all, we all bleed and we're all flesh and blood. And so we're all subjected to um, temptation and saying yes and amen to things that are in direct opposition to the author of life, love, and liberty. If God is love, what does that mean? He can't go against himself and somehow be illegitimate. But the world would tell you that God and anything godly is illegitimate and a waste of your time, including but not limited to adoption, especially if you're white. I'm going to tell you, I have personal experience with this. So this one hits home for me because I recently just went through this. And some of you who have followed me for a while are familiar with this. So just oblige me for a moment. But for those of you who are new to my podcast, to my uh, on-air world, I'm going to share this ever so briefly. But only to give you an example of just how deep this runs in the country and how demonic it is and how um, hurtful it can be if you are not guarded, if your mind and your heart are not guarded with the armor of God, these lies can take you out. And the lies that you're hearing about our Supreme Court justice and the things that that some people will be tempted to, uh, I'm sorry, our nominee rather, and, and things that we heard about Kavanaugh as well, it really brought the morale of the country down. And that's what it's meant to do. So I'm sharing this with you to in the hopes that you will guard your mind and guard your heart guard your ears and your eyes. If something is is causing you to, you know, let, yesterday I kind of let us all off the hook with, hey, I'd rather you be angry than apathetic. And honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, at the time I hadn't thought about it. Even God was like, hey, if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit your butt out. Hot or cold, baby, hot or cold, right? Uh, I'd rather you be hot or cold. And what I was saying yesterday is that apathy is, I mean, is the worst case scenario for a nation, for a marriage, for a parent, a student. Oh, it's the worst because there's nothing. It, you're just like a frigid air. I mean, you're just like an ice block, right? All right, let's back up to illegitimacy and, and people accusing others of nefarious intent when it comes to giving shelter to or, to uh, the orphan, Right. Um, or choosing something completely contrary to uh, popular uh, practice, right? So Amy Coney Barrett is being accused of adopting her children from Haiti with nefarious intent, that somehow she is uh, a colonizer who, who thinks of herself as saving the savages from the savages in Haiti. This comes from a legitimate um, source of someone who feels illegitimate. <laughs> someone who's confused about their roots, okay? 
black gentleman on the left. Um, but he, but he's not the only one. The reason I know this is demonic is because it runs through not only the black culture, the white one too, but in it, for sake of this particular conversation with regard to whites and blacks and whites being able to a black adopt black children without it being anything about black a white guilt or any kind of guilt whatsoever. Like if you don't feel guilty about something, the enemy will tell you that you should, especially when you're doing something godly, because that's how he works. And he works again in this particular case through the left. So in my case, my personal story, I was let go from my job on May 19th of this year for um, reasons that I do not believe are true personally, but you know, budget cuts. Okay, whatever. Um, Shortly thereafter, I made a comment about a commentator, a, 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 uh, an anchor here who happens to be part of the television sister station to my radio station in Atlanta, Georgia, who is at the time an ABC affiliate. She happens to be black. She has um, come after me in the past on my Twitter feed, just snarky, snippy, you know, anything. She, she inserts her leftism agenda on my Twitter page. Now, mind you, I am a commentator. I'm paid to comment. She is not. She is supposed to be a journalist. She's supposed to be a news anchor. And company policy was such that you news anchors and others, unless you were a personality who was paid to comment, you were not to comment on political things because it sets the stage for bias. But I'm really glad she did. Because it enables people to see the actual intent of someone's heart and their reporting and their lack of unbiased. (laughs) So their inability to be unbiased. All right. So I comment, I include her in a tweet on something that is basically saying, you know, yeah, well, at least she's not as bad as so-and-so. Another Twitter follower of mine said, hey, Monica, can you believe how bad the coverage is on this particular news station here? With regard to the peaceful protests, when I was watching my law enforcement officers assaulted by um, frozen water bottles, I don't know if you've ever been hurt with a frozen water bottle, but it hurts. And um, and a little bit of chuckling and laughter going on on this particular anchor's uh, watch during all of this unfolding. My blood was literally boiling sitting in my living room listening to it and watching it. So I start tweeting and I'm I'm just like, wow, you guys are absolutely pathetic. Like, you should be taken off the air immediately. There's nothing peaceful. There's nothing cute. There's nothing funny. There's nothing to uh, agree with or to feel sorry about because these poor kids, because they're just so black and so desperate, you know, that they're just going to tear down the CNN Center and just just let them have a go, right? So this news anchor catches wind of my tweet that includes her that says, well, at least so and so is not as bad as so and so. She is a beloved news anchor here. She is a beautiful black woman. Uh, I used to think she was smart. Um, She has an attitude as big as my studio. And it gets, it usually walks into the room before she does. And again, I've had a run in with her in the past. Well, she comes to my Twitter account and she retweets to me on hers. In the height of all of this, people looting, burning stuff down, Black Lives Matter, white guilt, all this crap. And she accuses me of being a racist 
um, being outdated, trying to uh, racist my way to the top at my age is shameful. Um, she defames my character and she retweets it. And then uh, and just about every other personality at that station and my former station retweeted it as well. That brought on an, 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 an assault like you could not possibly imagine from death threats to uh, calling me everything but a daughter of God that led to a local district attorney chiming in and others who happens to be a black female. And they all got together and accused me of hiding my racism behind my dead black husband and my very alive and beautiful bi-ethnic daughter. There, that I would be able to hide behind that, behind my racism, hide behind my husband who passed away 21 years ago of ALS, someone I literally went to blows with my entire family over at one point in time, not to mention the hillbillies in my particular county that we lived in at the time, here, just right here in metro Atlanta. That's right. I remember those days. I am old enough to remember when. But And I did it because I loved him. I chose him. I didn't expect a Medal of Honor. I didn't need legislation to be passed for people to leave me alone. I didn't run down to the, you know, to the, to the state capitol and, and, and file for legislation so that, you know, the local grocery store would give me the cake topper that I wanted with a black man and a white woman. I just went to Michael's and bought them separately and created my own. So I'm nobody's victim when it comes to choosing my life. If I happen to be homosexual, guarantee you I wouldn't be a victim of that either. But I'm not. I'm very heterosexual. So all of that to say, the enemy's kingdom will accuse you of being illegitimate in just about every area of your life. The president has suffered through this barrage of molestation of his character for the past four years, and it's only going to get worse, even with another four more years. It is only going to get worse. The worst part of it is that we end up in the wake of all of that. He seems to be doing fine, and I believe that's because he really does have the hand of God on his ears, his eyes, his heart, and he is... He is absolutely, I don't care what you say, the man is positively chosen by God. I know for some of y'all, that's like, what? But I do believe that, and I don't say that as some, you know, let's all jump over the Donald Trump cliff. I don't say that at all as a, you know, televangelist, snake-handling Christian. Um, I say that as someone who has read my Bible, who understands a little bit of the nature of God and how he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And I'm not calling our president foolish. I'm just saying in the scope of history of diplomacy and, and, uh, and, and candor, this one takes the cake. I think we could all agree on that one. Okay. So decorum is not exactly the president's strong suit. And you know what? That is fine with me. Because I would take an open rebuke over secret love any day. And those of you who know that scripture just said amen. So amen. 
But I just, I'm sharing this with you because it is very real. It has affected my own life where I have been accused of not loving my own flesh and blood. And I've been accused of that by people in very powerful positions. People who have the authority that if I got in trouble in their county and had to go before them, I would have zero faith that due process outside of my direct line to God and the God of justice and really good defense counsel, I have zero faith that they would operate under the guise of a blind justice system. Zero faith. None whatsoever. My skin is white. Theirs is black. I'm a female. I'm illegitimate in their eyes, and so is the love for my deceased husband, and so is the love for my daughter. And they have actually said that on public forums, on their public pages about me. So it is real. So you have to be girded. You, the voter, I want to encourage you to guard your mind, guard your ears, guard your mouth. Don't align with the enemy. If, you, if, it, if it's at all possible, don't align with the enemy with the making fun of, the mocking, the bitterness and resentment. You can state a fact without allowing it to affect your soul. And I'm here to tell you guys, all of this anger and wrath, resentment, lack of justice, accusation, jealousy, covetousness, wrath, reparation speak, actual illegitimacy, people who don't know that the cross has repaired all things and refuse to seek it, even people who do know about the blood of Christ and the power thereof, who teach their flock to go after mammon instead of blood, the blood of Christ, to pour over our national sins. That is a woeful place to be, is all I can say. And those people need prayer, and their sheep need mercy, and they need grace. And they need for their eyes and their ears to be opened. And if we are bearers of light, it is up to us to light the path. It is up to us to stay on the path ourselves, lest our own oil lamps go empty. So I just I just wanted to encourage you today. I know we're coming up on the debate and and, and it is who knows what that thing's going to yield seriously. But all of the backbiting, the strife and some of us just don't see the spiritual implications thereof, but they are real. They're very real. And this is why it's happening because illegitimacy, that's what you're going to see happen on November the 3rd. They decried his election, his election by over 62 million people, voters, legitimate voters, was illegitimate. They would, they're the people, and, and I'm going to tell you why this is so personal to me, because the enemy has spent enough time in my generations and likely yours trying to convince you that God doesn't love you. He doesn't accept you. You're not legitimately a child of God because you keep sinning in a certain area of your life. 
you're struggling, you lost your marriage, your kids hate you, you lost your job, financially you suck. I mean, whatever. You're still drinking too much. You're having promiscuous, you know, you're promiscuous. All this stuff, right? And with all the stuff that we continue to do, that spirit of guilt drives us in illegitimacy, whispering illegitimacy, even though you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know that you accepted Christ as your Savior, but you just have generational stuff in your life and you have stuff that you keep agreeing with that's got a hold on you, stuff that the blood of Christ has not healed yet in your life, please, please hear me. If that's you, please take authority over that enemy's voice, the same one accusing Amy Coney Barrett the same one that accused me about being illegitimate and my love for my own flesh and blood. And please send that thing to the dry place, back to hell where it came from, and ask for God's voice to be firmly pressed into your soul so that no one can steal your birthright. And that's what this is about. The left is interested in stealing our birthright. Do you understand that? And our birthright, part of our part of our heritage is justice. That's why this is so savage. Speaking of savages, that's why this is so vile and writhing and oh, it's so awful. I just see the hydras, the all the heads of the hydra are just writhing in the spirit world right now. Now that sounds so crazy to some of you. It's really not. It's just so simple. And we were not against flesh and blood. Ephesians 6 and 12, please go read that. That's what's happening. So hold on, hold fast to your faith. Get into that Bible. If, if you feel condemned by the word, if you don't know what the heck you're reading, go to the Psalms and start there. Just, just get into some good old-fashioned, and I also love the book of John, I understand why the Bible says that he's the one that Jesus loved. The book of John is about love. And Jesus is God's love, the embodiment of his love and his mercy. And there's nothing illegitimate about Jesus. How about that? The fact that he would have been born to a woman who didn't have a husband. Talk about the ultimate accusation of illegitimacy. Oh my gosh. Right? I mean, so how much more are we going to suffer through the same stupid but demonic accusations? So I just want to pray over you that right now in the name of Jesus, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever it is you're struggling with, whether it's addiction, it's doubt, it's unbelief, it's shame, guilt, fear, anger, wrath, resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness, jealousy, envy, covetousness. You're just mad as hell. Whatever it is, doubt about God, questions about your life. You feel abandoned, rejected, alone. I just want to pour into you tonight. Please hear my voice and hear me clear. If you have to listen to this all night, if you're riddled with anxiety, you can't sleep at night, you're confused, you are alone, someone's left you, people have abandoned you, you feel like the whole country is going to hell in a handbasket, you don't know who to trust, what to believe anymore, you lost your job, you don't know how you're going to pay your bills, your kids think you're ridiculous, 
your dog died, whatever it is, grief, unsettled grief that's in your bodies, in your souls. I just want to speak the release of the freedom that we have in Christ and that God would strengthen you, that he would undergird you with faith unparalleled that you've never had before, that you can't explain and you don't have to explain. I just pray the gift of faith, not to be confused with the measure of faith, the measure of faith that God has given every man and every woman. We are born with the measure of faith, which is why we're so determined to worship something, even ourselves. So I just pray that the gift of faith, for those of you who need it right now, who need it desperately, I pray that I would rain down upon you tonight, that you would sleep like you've never slept before, that you would confess to God in your private time, in your heart, your soul, your mind, in your tears. You men out there who struggle with those tears, I just pray right now that you would release them in the name of Jesus. Release them into the safety of the bottle that he stores them in. The oceans of tears that men cry internally. I pray that you would just release those things into his care and that you would be healed and that your legitimacy as fathers and husbands would be released back to you. And I pray the same thing over women. Those of us who are just tired, we feel uncovered uh, in the spirit, such lies. Maybe you are uncovered here in the earth. I pray that the Holy Spirit would visit each and every one of you tonight, your families, and bless you with peace and with joy, with understanding, with safety and perfect health of mind, body, soul, and spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. I love you guys, and I pray that you would have a good night. You would be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.